Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And today is Friday, April 1st, the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is crazy because basically I'm childish, and I like to laugh. I hate April Fool's Day stuff. And I figured out why this morning. For years, I've hated it. It's because you can see it coming. You know what I mean? It's like, psh, whatever. I have no idea why I told you that. <laughs> but all is well here in the land of Holy Family and St. Mark. Uh, I'm excited for today's question and answer. We already were emailed a couple questions this morning that we're going to get right after in a minute. But first, let me tell you that next week on Wednesday, we're continuing our, what do you call it, Foundations Talk. Uh, by continuing to look at the life of Jesus as the fulfillment of the Old Testament covenant. And I think a bunch of you know, because we did this live or something, that we actually figured out, we think, how to record an interview with Dr. Aaron Walter so that we can, uh, so send your questions. We have some of them here for him about Russia, Ukraine, um, Chuck's bad attitude, Carrie's drinking, my personal astounding holiness and humility. So uh, I do want to start us off by asking us to pray for a buddy of mine named Paul. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've gathered together with some guys in uh, Minnesota and uh, done a retreat with them. And one of them uh, really could use our prayers right now uh, for Jesus to uh, give us a miracle. Um, and when I was praying from last night, I felt like St. Joseph was the go-to guy. Go to the bullpen. Did I tell you Joseph was a left-handed dude? Did I ever tell you this? Good, because I have no idea. So that's what we've got here. Uh, so keep Paul in your prayers. Keep his family in your prayers. We're asking St. Joseph to pray for him and to get us a big old shiny miracle. And speaking of big old shiny miracles, I want to say uh, praise the Lord. I heard from Marshall. Um, and you may remember, we, we stormed heaven for this young man. He's home and doing great. Um, and I am so grateful to the Lord for this. Uh, his mind is sharp, his body's strong, um, man, 100% 100% recovered. Um, and I don't even have the words, you know, like every once in a while, and I get it. People say, why don't we see miracles like we did in the time of Jesus? I think we do. And I think we miss a lot of them just because the world's huge now. It wasn't huge back then in terms of folk. Um, I think this is right. There are more people in China than we're in the entire world in the time of Jesus. Right, isn't that crazy? Here's another one about China, ready for this? There are more people in China's military than there are humans in the United States of America. It's terrifying. Yeah, when people ask me about invasion, I'm like, how would they get here? Really, <laughs> China's gonna invade us. Nobody invades like that anymore, you can't. Everyone will see you coming a mile away. And if they figure out a way to get here without getting caught, they deserve to win. Congrats, guys. Here's the keys. Fill it up when you're done. So anyway, I have no idea why we went there. But we're going to start off because we already had a couple questions, like I said. And uh, both of these, as it turns out, are somewhat related to today's gospel from Mass. Um, so without further ado, 
which is the French word for adieu. It's the French word for a dude. Um, little known fact. Uh, but anyway, in today's gospel, John 7, it has this line in verse 10. But when Jesus' brothers had gone up to the feast, he himself went up also, not openly, but as it were in secret. So the word brothers pops up a few times in the gospels in relation to Jesus. And yet we refer to Mary as the perpetual virgin. We believe Jesus was her first, last, only child. Uh, and we believe she retained her virginity throughout her life. Well, uh, so where do we get this idea if it clearly says that Jesus has brothers? Now, one of the things I'll invite us to do is, is remember this. And I say this uh, as respectfully as I know how, that um, whenever you run into a question like this, you do want to remember Catholicism's been around 2,000 years. There's an answer to this question, right? Um, and why do I say that? Because we'll see this also with the next question. Um, uh, that sometimes there's this almost like, gotcha, right? Not that this person had that, but someone had that with her she shared with me, right? Uh, see, it says there, well, you know what? There's been a crap load of Catholics in 2000 years. Somebody caught this before, right? And intelligent lovers of Jesus have discovered these things too and found answers that help them be at peace, which is what I hope to provide you with here today. Um, but one of the challenges I've run into personally that I fall into is when something is so obvious to me, I don't understand why someone has a contrary viewpoint. And so my approach can then be, well, they just haven't thought of this. Or it can be, maybe there's data I don't have. Right? And the better thing, of course, is to approach with humility. And I'll be honest, on those things where I feel strongly, the Lord often has to biff me on this. Right? Well, I don't, you know, like I always go crazy when someone at the parish will say, well, I don't know why we don't just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I can tell you why. <laughs> right? But maybe someone has thought of it. This, anyway, with that, let's dive into this because Jesus is identified as brother. Uh, a couple times, I think three in the Old Testament. So uh, what we want to look at is a few things, okay? And I, I made a couple notations, so I do this right. Um, first, uh, you may have noticed that Jesus is referred to, let me see, in John 2.1, in John 19.25, and in Acts 1.14 as, quote, a child of Mary. Okay, that's really interesting. Jews didn't do that. Although Judaism was passed through the womb, the custom was, you say, the son of Joseph or the son of Chuck. Because there were a few Chucks back then. Did I tell you this? No, because there weren't. I, might, I lied just now because I wanted you to feel better. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is specifically referred to as a child of Mary. And here's the interesting thing. Nobody else ever is. Okay, that's, a, that's fairly important when you look at the data, right? John 2.1, John 19.25, Acts 1.14, Jesus is identified as the child of Mary. Another thing, uh, two names mentioned, right? There's two names mentioned in the Matthew thing where Jesus is called the brother 
uh, well, here, I guess I got to read it for it to make sense. In Matthew 12, 46, while Jesus was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and brethren stood outside asking to speak to him. And people are like, whoa, wait a minute. Well, the two names mentioned, James and Joseph, are more than likely sons of a different Mary, as is testified to in Matthew 27, 56 and Mark 15, 40. What you've got to remember is people talk different back then, and they still do over there today. That I know of, there still isn't a word for cousin in Hebrew. You just say brother. Uh, Father Lay and I had a fascinating conversation two weeks ago. He said, who's that? And I said, well, she's my sister. I swear this is true. I saw that's my sister, Jill. And then I went, no, I mean, she's not really my sister. She's my cousin. And he went, no, no, no. He goes, you're Fijian. He said, you're like Fijians. We do that too, right? That for some reason, and, and not good or bad, Europeans can be really uptight about sister, cousin, brother, cousin, whereas they're like, family. Yeah, family. Hebrew worked the same way. There is no word in ancient Hebrew for cousin. They said brother or sister. Uh, the third thing, and this is probably to me the most important argument for the fact that Mary had one child and remained a virgin. And you know what it is? Jesus on the cross. He did something there. Do you remember this? He said to John, behold your mom. And he said to Mary, behold your son. He would never have done that if he had brothers. That would be awful. And we would have heard of them. Yeah. Uh, so those are four reasons. Um, and if you want, I can give you examples of the time they say brother, when you and I would say they meant cousin. Uh, for example, in uh, Greek, uh, if you look at First Chronicles 23, 21, there's people named there that you know are cousins, but they're called brothers. In Deuteronomy 23, 7 and 2 Kings 10, 13 and 14, the word brother is used for an uncle and then a nephew. Um, if you look at Genesis 13, 8, uh, God is telling the relationship of men bound by the covenant and he uses the word brother, the same one used here. Um, and then finalmente, uh, Paul uses this a lot in the Old Testament. Romans 9, 3, uh, Romans 8, 29, 12, 1, Colossians 1, 2, Hebrews 2, 11, James 1, 2, James 1, 2. All of those are verses where Paul uses the word brother when he means what you and I would say cousin or closely connected biologically. Um, so I hope that's helpful to you. There's never the perpetual virginity of Mary wasn't really questioned until about 500 years ago, which in a 2000 year old religion is a really short amount of time. Okay. And even then, to be clear, Luther believed in the perpetual virginity of Mary. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, and some of it's again, common sense. Jesus wouldn't have handed mom off to John if he had a brother. Uh, and another common sense thing is you would know, you would know, right? If you were Jesus brother, you would tell people. Yeah. Can you imagine being Pope Francis's biological brother and people not knowing? No, the people around you know. The hell.
Does that make sense? So, uh, and plus, again, you gotta remember, we're not fundamentalists. We read the scripture in the context it was written, not as 21st century Americans who use the word cousin and use the word brother. They have one word. Okay. Alrighty, I think, oh, we got a comment. Oh, okay, I might have been wrong about something. Okay. No, I'm teasing. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Obviously, I'm fairly sure I'm right, but I'm not 100%. But someone's pointing out China's middle class is greater than the number of humans in the U.S. Holy crap, that's a tax base. Of course, they're communists. So, it's all a tax base. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. I wonder if both are true. Or if you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a lovely research assistant. Can you look up how many people in China's military? 4.1 million. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Then you're right, I'm wrong. Chuck said 4.1 million humans in China's military, so I'm not even close, to be clear, because there's 330 million Americans, last I knew, unless a couple left. That was funny. Um... One, will you rebroadcast the Holy Week slash Triduum themed episodes or do new ones this year? Honestly, I'm thinking of rebroadcasting. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why. I called my sister Lori this morning. I did. We talked an hour. Because I'm like, my brain is exhausted. Not from working. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know what's funny? This was what happened. There's two things happened this morning where I thought, I remember I told you yesterday, I said, Carrie, I think I might be in trouble here. <laughs> so this was, these are both, one of them's funny. The other one's like, oh no, but it worked out. So I couldn't wake up and the story ends well. The story ends well. I could not wake up. Like, I couldn't open my eyes. I'm like, oh. And I was, it was so bad, I was calling out to the Lord. Right? I was like, Lord, help me. Wake me up. And then <gasps> I woke up. I was dreaming that I couldn't wake up. <laughs> and I could just picture the Lord giggling. Like, at me going, wake me up. And him going, yeah, okay. And I woke up laughing. Because I'm like, okay, Lord, that's funny. I dreamt I couldn't wake up. And in the dream, I prayed, Lord, wake me up. And the Lord went, okay. So I beat the alarm by 20 minutes today. I don't want to brag. I had second sleep this morning. Did you? Well, did you see what I did on my pills? I t told you this, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have this convoluted thing I got to do. I got to take this pill as soon as I get up and then take one, two, two pills with not at least a half hour later, not more than an hour later. And then I got to take another pill at night before I go to bed. So I have these three little compartments. I clearly, <laughs> this morning, and I didn't figure it out for a bit, I took the night pill when I woke up. I didn't take the first, like, the one that where my doctor was like, you have to take this as soon as you wake up. Um, I didn't. Oops. Yeah. And the way I figured it out is I take that and I clearly wasn't paying attention. I went about my awesome prayer time, by the way, this morning. I don't mean to brag. Then I go to take my second set and I pop them in my mouth 
and I feel an extra pill in there, and then I look, and the third pill's gone, which means the pill I'm supposed to take first on an empty stomach, I took second with other pills after I ate something, because you have to eat something before you take those ones. So who knows? If at some point my skin turns purple and I begin speaking languages I don't know, I'm sorry. But I knew I was tired. Why am I telling this story? Oh, because it'd sure be easier to just rebroadcast last year's episodes. Well, we're working out that schedule after the show today. So. Okay, Carrie's going to figure out that schedule all by herself after the show today. But if not, I'll get after it. Don't, you know, we'll figure it out. You will see something, whether it's my lovely dance routine, or last year's episodes, or um, hybrid. A hybrid. Yeah. But I think the most important thing I can say is hello to Raphael and Monica, because I can see you guys, and I love you, and I hope you're doing great. Hi, Raphael. Hi, Monica. Uh, so next question. Um, one of my Protestant friends told me that she would go to church with me if I went to church with her. So we did. This was a plan, you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. She came to Mass with me and afterward told me it wasn't a Christian service. Yeah, this was a plan. Uh, she talked about all the statues in my church and how the Bible specifically says you can't have statues in church. I don't know what to tell her. One, let her know you're not a prize to be one. Doesn't that drive you nuts? I ran into this all the time at MSU, and I mean this. Well-intentioned, beautiful Protestant brothers and sisters who went after the clean, neat Catholic kids. I never saw them when I was in the drunk tank. I'd go in the drunk tank and sit with those kids, right? I'd go and like kids get in trouble, I'd be there. Never saw anyone evangelizing them. They always went after the church kids and it drove me nuts because this wasn't about their souls. This was about increasing membership. This is about having a Catholic convert under your belt. Um, and I know that sounds cynical. I've seen the playbook in some of these churches, and I'm dead serious, and that's one of them, right? Tell your Catholic friends you'll go to Mass with them if they come to service with you, and I'll bet your friend wanted to make sure we went to the Catholic one first. Seriously, and then they got this whole list of little things, and I, I'm sure it's well-intentioned. I want to be so clear. They, I know they want to help you get to heaven, but man, if that person also isn't down in the drunk tank, isn't over at the food bank, I don't know. Sometimes I worry that they're just trying to rack up some stats. Is that crappy to say? No. You can tell me. No? Okay. And of course, that's not all. But that's some for sure. And let's talk about... Oh, and by the way, thank you. Let's talk about statues. Okay? Uh, the prohibition of statues was in the Old Testament, and it's a non-Levitical law. Um, what does that mean? We believe Jesus fulfilled certain parts of the law. That there was the law he fulfilled and there was the law that was left behind. That's why we don't do have all these rules about sacrifices, right? If it wasn't for Jesus, you and I would have a lot of thinking to do about the appropriate sacrifice for the appropriate thing at the appropriate time. But Jesus came in and went, one sacrifice once and for all, my man, my Lord. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But beyond that, uh, the... 
make no mistake that after God said, don't carve any images, when they built the Ark of the Covenant, they did. He had them put angels on it. There are angel statues carved onto the Blessed Sacrament. There are angels with big, tall wings doing this over that kind of handle on top. But beyond that, uh, we don't understand statues as idols. Remember, cameras are new. <laughs> yeah, if they had pictures back then, we would have pictures. But instead, people drew little statues, carved little statues of their family. Uh, you know who, sh who showed this well? Of all things, Gladiator. Did you ever see the movie Gladiator? Or no? Is there violence? Oh, tons of violence. Uh, yes. Actually, I do think I've solved that one. Yeah, well, how he carried around a little bag oh, with yeah. a little statue of a woman and of his son and of his daughter. Everyone did that. They showed a few people with those little leather bags, right? Why? They didn't have pictures, <laughs> right? Nobody was like, hey, uh, and then this. Wouldn't that be cool? Like if you had a, it's like, look, it's a Polaroid of Thomas. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> look, it's a Polaroid of Peter. I deny that's Peter. <laughs> Look, it's a Polaroid of Judas. 30 pieces of silver for it. I can't believe this. <laughs> and every, like, disciple picture, they'd have really clean feet because Jesus washed them. Oh. And Jesus was thorough. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I'm very silly today. It's Carrie's fault. But... Uh, I warned them. <laughs> did you? Okay, good. Statues were a way for people to remember those they love. That's all. And we don't worship the statue. That's what's forbidden. We look at them and remember. It, it's kind of, excuse my crudeness, it's common sense that you and I are physical and invisible, right? Our soul is not visible. Our body is. We touch. We feel. We see. We need those things. Um, and so they are an opportunity for us to look and to think of our Lord. Uh, if you look at our church, we have pictures and statues. Why? Because there are pictures now. You know what I mean? You can go buy a picture of St. Therese of Lusseau. Why? Well, they had cameras. Have you seen a statue of Therese of Lusseau? Probably not, but you've seen the picture. Why? We have cameras. <laughs> do, you, do you get me? It was a way to have a physical representation of something or someone that you want to remember. And when we remember Padre Pio, we remember how holy he was. Um, so that's what I got for you. Um, these are not statues of gods. Those are forbidden because there's only one God. Um, but... Uh, you know, I've seen, and I, I did, I had a Protestant friend who I love, and who loves me? But what always rag on me about statues, and this is honest to God truth, I was in college. I went over to his house for a Christmas party. Do you know what he had in his lawn? Three wise men. I'm like, brah. <laughs> Those are statues, you know. They're plastic ones with a light bulb, you know. Yeah. So, with this friend, I would urge you, if you can have this, to have the conversation of, I'm converted. I love Jesus. If you want, I'll help you go pursue a non-Christian. But if this is just about getting another Catholic saved, that's no good. Yeah.
and I hope you hear that despite my anger, and I do have anger about it, like I can't tell you how many kids uh, um, who were regular churchgoers at St. John's and MSU, it always started with, well, hey, my buddy's having a Bible study and he really wants me to come. And I always, you know, if they asked and if I knew him, I'd say, ask if any of their friends are going to be there from the Baptist church. Or if this is just about Catholics, because it's not a Bible study. This is to convert you. They want clean, neat church kids in their church. Um, and that really bothered me. I'll be honest. That felt really crappy to me. Um, and again, I, I know it sounds funny, but I did try to go to the dark places. I was in the hospital almost every Saturday with kids, alcohol poisoning or fights. Never saw another minister there but me. But my God, if we were having a Catholic mass, a third of those kids were told, why don't you come to my Bible study? Which then meant in three months, I never see them again. Right? So I do get bummed about that. But I do want to be clear. I need to remember the love that compels it. I do. Hopefully, the love that compels it. Okay. How'd I do? Is that all right? Yep. Am I a little too uh, militant? Strident? Yep. Okay. All of you are going to hell. I'm fine. Everyone, no one panic. No one panic. Okay. Question. How do I submit a question? You just did. Woohoo! No, no. No? Okay. I thought that was funny. If I can't be here on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you can get them through Facebook oop, Messenger, and Carrie will get them in the queue. Not the can. That sounds so natural. <laughs> They'll be in the queue. Like on Star Trek, do you remember Q? Submit them to your messenger on Facebook. Oh, okay. People do. Okay. And then they'll get a message. That's right. I gave up on messenger, but you didn't. Right. That's right. Okay. Um, Thank you, Kara. Okay. So if you have questions, you can submit them to my Facebook messenger. Carrie will get them and put them on here. Right. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Wait. No, yes. What do you think would be the best Bible to give to my granddaughter for high school graduation to take to college with her? Woohoo! Uh, huge, 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 huge fan of the Ignatian Catholic Study Bible. Uh, this is the second Catholic edition. Uh, the first one went extinct. It was overhunted. I don't know why I thought that was funny. Did you? Are you laughing like? Out of horror, or do you think no, that's I really I funny? I don't either. I can't explain me. Uh, was it really? That was a good one? Okay. So, and I'd recommend you buy it from a local Catholic or Christian bookstore as opposed to Amazon or some other online thing. Do what's best for you. But if you can, it's always good to support those local businesses. If you're in Genesee County, a couple of your options are the Celtic Cove Catholic Bookstore. What? Got it right for a shot. Another one is the Michigan Church Supply. That's basically two ends of Genesee County right there. So Celtic Cove is in Oakland County. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I mean, it's right next to Genesee. Yeah. Um, So um, that's what I'd encourage you to do. The Ignatians... Catholic Study Bible, Second Catholic Edition. They don't have the Old Testament done yet. But the New Testament is just packed with chewy goodness. I can't, I know I say this for those of you who listen often, I'm sorry. I know I go on and on. It's the best Bible I've seen in my lifetime. 
really. If that's not available to you, you can never go wrong with the Catholic Study Bible, which I don't think is in me closet. Oh, yes, it is. All right, hold on, folks. This is another good one, uh, Catholic Study Bible. And it is Old and New Testament. And you can see I've written all over it, and I, I, I love this one, too. This was my utility infielder, really, until um, the Ignatian one come out. So uh, I hope that's helpful to you. Okay. I happen to be here. What? Oh, did I miss one? No. Okay. What am I doing? I don't know. What? Oh, I thought you were pointing at something. Okay, I'm not bright. That's okay. I make up for it with my savage good looks. For those who aren't watching, I just post. So if you're listening and you felt like a disturbance in the force, that was me. Okay. It happened, I happened to be here when you talked about Will Smith and saw at least one very critical comment about that on Facebook. I find it difficult to let nasty comments go without response when my church or one of my favorite priests is attacked. Thank you. Uh, what would you recommend as an appropriate way to deal with things like this? Okay, I stink at this, but I'm getting so much better just by practice. I don't respond. And I know it's hard. I do. I promise. Like, I bet you can guess by listening to me and thinking about how my little brain works, that uh, I, I couldn't really gut people if I wanted to verbally. Like, in fact, do you know what's crazy? If you saw the video of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, right afterward, like Chris Rock said something, but then he started to say something else and he stopped himself two words in and went, okay. And then he shifted gears. I don't mean to be this guy. I know what happened. He could have torched him, right? If you've heard Chris Rock, and again, I, please don't do that. He swears. I know. I'm just saying, okay? Objectively, as a comedian, he's brilliant. And I've seen him live. Um, he is amazing with how fast his mind is. He could have torched Will Smith. He could have, and he didn't. And I saw, I think I saw him make that decision. I do. I know I sound crazy, but I'll, when I, about the third time I watched it, because I was trying to figure out, is this a trick? Uh, and it wasn't, I'm convinced. But that's what struck me, that look at his eyes when he does it. Like, you can see the knife is sharpened, and he's going to stick it. And he just went, okay. And I'm like, I know that voice, right, that says, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm serious about this and it's funny, it's objectively funny, but my mom came home from, from one of my parent-teacher's conferences, I think I was 16, at the most I was 17, and she was horrified, she always was. Like, parent-teacher's conference night, I don't know why they just don't shoot us beforehand, right? That the worst day of my life was that gap between when I got home and when I knew mom and dad were going to parent-teacher's conferences. And what I knew was that night ends with murder and tears. And sure enough, mom was just broken. Every time she'd be like, I don't know what to do with you. And I'm like, I think you should give me cake. You know, if you're looking for suggestions. No, I didn't. Dear God, I valued my life. But mom just came home and she was so sad and she's so tired of these meetings. Uh, but then she said, 
I just can't believe what comes out of your mouth. And I said, tears, I started crying. If you knew what I didn't say, you would pin a medal on me. It did not get me out of trouble. <laughs> nice try. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, do you remember Judy Thomas? Were you ever in Mount Rose when she taught? It was so funny. In my yearbook, she wrote, I think sometimes I see the good soul underneath. <laughs> That's literally what she wrote. I'm like, okay. Love you too, schnookums. No, I don't know any that was the last time I ever saw her. She had no desire to be around me. But um it was literally that's what I still have that yearbook. And <laughs> I think sometimes I see the good soul underneath. <laughs> Thank you. And, um she was a good teacher. I was a horrible student. Huh? It's not yet my time. Yes. Oh, but anyway, I promise you, I think I get it, but you got to let it go, right? And I promise it didn't hurt me. If it hurts me, I fire back. If it hurts me unjustly, I mean, sometimes I need to be hurt. But if, like, um, you may notice, I do respond sometimes to nasty comments, but it's usually if I feel that was an unjust. But if someone wants to take a shot at me or whatever, I don't care. Uh, mom loves me. <laughs> Yeah, just think about who didn't comment, right? I know that's vague and not helpful, but thats it's just practice. Practice. Uh, to say, not going to do it. Instead, every time I think about how I'm going to fire back, I will pray for him or her. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm getting better at it, I promise. They want you back on Twitter. Huh? They want you back on Twitter. Who does? People. Is it on there? Did Father Krupp... I didn't put it in there. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm happier off Twitter, I'll be honest. And I don't know if people believed me. It's like the phone thing. I remember when I was teaching at Lansing Catholic, there was this teacher who always said, oh, you love that phone. I'm like, I hate it. It's a chain, but I need it. It's how people get help. Uh, but I hated Twitter. Uh, the only thing I liked about Twitter was baseball season or MSU. But, like, one of the last things, and I do think this might have been the Lord's timing, but was the March for Life week. And I told you this, Care Remember? I said, that week broke me. In a way, nothing on Twitter broke me before. Like, I don't think you guys see how many times people just make pedophile comments because I'm a priest. I got used to it. But the March for Life week, Twitter was infested with Catholics complaining about the pro-life movement. Um, and it was some of the most judgmental and awful crap I've read. Because these pro-life people, you know, these 30-year-olds that know everything, uh, before they were born, these men and women were marching. They were praying, and they were taking care of the unborn. You want to be a Democrat, you be a Democrat. They want to be Republicans, they can be Republicans, but don't you dare pretend that somehow they don't care about the unborn. I, I, that just enraged me, because that's all it was. It was lefties, it wasn't righties. I'm telling you, I know these people. Uh, and and ugh. Well, if you really care about the unborn, then you'll want maternal leave, okay? <laughs> and if you care about the unborn, you won't vote for people who love abortion. If you get to do it, I get to do it. 
<laughs> right? But it almost, it broke me. I'm not exaggerating. And I don't know if you remember, right after that March, right, uh, March for Life week, I was off Twitter for a week. I was so sad. I was like, this is the future. Great. <laughs> a bunch of people with total trust. <laughs> okay, stop. Ah, so anyway, uh, I like not being on there. I do wish I could post my reflections. I do. I liked doing that, and I connected with some really lovely human beings there. I did. Um, I really loved getting to know Steve Skojak. We met by arguing, and and he's more aggressive than I ever am. I used to be, uh, but I just found a beautiful human being in him. I I. Man, uh, I miss my boy, uh, Airborne. I miss Airborne. I miss him a lot. I don't even know his real name. But uh, he has the picture. Uh, it's a hilarious profile picture. You know which one? Like he stuck Ted Cruz's head on a gangster's... Uh, it just is hilarious. So it looks like Ted Cruz is covered with ink and smoking a cigarette. He's my Airborne guy. Um... I don't know. There's just a lot. I, I loved uh, Ani. Um, anyway, lots of good people, but they won't let me back on uh, because, and, oh, and then did you see they kicked Babylon B off? They're just, look, they don't want us there, guys. Uh, the only way you can stay on is if you agree with them. That's bullying. That's cowardice. You know, like we got to have this discussion at some point about free speech. There's either free speech or there's not. And to say, like, do you remember when you were, you were, when you guys were kids, do you remember that the ACLU went to war in the Supreme Court to fight for the Klan's ability to have a march in a Jewish neighborhood? And you know what? They were right. We are free to say what we want or we're not. And if my f words hurt you, or if your words hurt me, I don't want the government to make a law about that. Because they don't give back power once you give it to them. And I mean this. And I mean, think about this. If I right now told you the church teaching on gender, YouTube would shut me down. That's not freedom, right? Uh, and you might say, well, YouTube's not the U.S. Oh, I get it. YouTube's got the right to do that. Totally. But they only do it in one direction. And that's where they lose credibility. I'm just being candid here. Um, we need to be extremely conscious of how, like, I remember when the hate speech laws first got passed. I was one of those guys going, good. There is crap you shouldn't say. And I still think that, of course. But now they just keep expanding it. And now hate speech is when I say, or if I say, when asked, I think your lifestyle hurts your soul. Hate speech, it's a crime. Right? Do you get me? This is bad. <laughs> this doesn't end good. We have to figure out how to get tougher. I do. I gotta figure out how to get tougher. People say awful things to me. People say awful things to you. People say things that hurt my heart. But I don't want anyone passing a law about it. I'd rather I got tougher and the other person got better. Yeah. How did I go there? Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Father Joe, or no? Which one? 
Oh, here it is. The the rosary one? Yeah. Okay. I have been saying the rosary daily, and I'm amazed at how much of our Blessed Mother is a joy, and at the same time a mystery. Yes! As she is fully human, I am struck by the divine occurrences that took place in her life. For example, in the fourth glorious mystery, Mary is assumed body and soul into heaven. If Mary was without sin, would she need to die? What's the difference between Jesus' ascension and Mary's assumption? This is nice. I like this. I like all these questions today. This is some thinking stuff. I like it. And they, I do love Mary. I'm googly for her. And she's the only thing we humans can boast about. And of course, here's the best part. She wasn't without sin because of her. Well, that was by God's power. So we can't even really boast. But that's just God being generous. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we say Mary, uh, we say assumption because literally we don't know if she fell asleep or if she died. We don't know. Uh, and if you look in your catechism, it flat out tells you that. Did Mary die? We're not sure. She was unaffected by original sin, not by her power, but by God's. So you could argue either that she, quote, fell asleep, the Dormition, right? Remember when you were a kid? We had the Feast of the Dormition. Um... Now we just say assumption because we assume we'll know the answer in heaven. I'm kidding. That's not why we say the assumption. We just say because she went to heaven, body and soul. Yeah. So uh, if it's helpful, what is the difference between Jesus' ascension? Jesus died. We know he died and he rose. So that's Jesus. And then he ascended up into heaven. What about Mary? We don't know. We, we, we just don't know. Uh, and the church will not say one or the other. And then here's the cool part. Uh, if you look this up, there's some great discussion about this. And in the end, the church authorities, here's what they say. You can believe either because yeah. <laughs> we don't know. And neither of them would change anything doctrine wise about God, which is kind of wild. So this is a glorious insight because it's the fourth glorious insight. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> great insight, sis or brother. Um, now, when I say brother, we don't have the same mom. Um, did Father Krupp write movie reviews once upon a time? Yes. Can they be found on the internet? No. I'm sure they are profound. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how free I am to talk about this. But in the end, the process was pretty simple. They asked me to do that a lot. I did it some. My editor never published them. What? Yep. Um, he was a different guy. See, this is the thing. I don't want to get into drama. But... Uh, no, he's no longer your editor. No. Oh, and Elizabeth's my editor now, and I would take a bullet for her. Yes. Um, no, it was just a decision made higher in the food chain than me. Um, I think the only review I wrote that is somewhere out there is the one for Constantine. And it's not really my review. It's a movie reviewer interviewing me about my movie review. Does that make sense? A guy named Terry Mattingly. Huh? Yes no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'll be honest. It's something I got mad about. It is. And it was like what I was told, I kid you not, was, no, this is a very dark review. I'm like, it's a movie about demonic possession, you know. And ready for the answer? Puppies and flowers, father. Is that why you quit? 
<laughs> that and Rachel White said no. Um, one restraining order. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I get you and I feel you, uh, but like, I don't think any of my reviews made it. And I liked them. I'll be honest, I'm picky. I don't like most of what I write. Like, that's not true. When I write it, I wish I had more time. I never have time. Um, and those were ones I had time. See the movie, right? Your thoughts, sit down and think about it more and yeah. So sorry I'm not more helpful. But Terry Mattingly, who many of you have heard me refer to, he's at getreligion.org, uh, is one of my favorites. I love him. Uh, and he interviewed me about my review of that movie. And that's the only one I think made it uh, that's out there. And Terry Mattingly's a good dude if you want to subscribe to his mail list. I like that cat. That's another guy I miss from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he's not orthodox. Yeah, he's not Roman. He's orthodox. Yeah, good dude. I am competing in a marathon tomorrow. What is wrong with you? I mean, congratulations. I would run that far for food, which is ironic. Well, because the question is about food. Oh, okay, let's go. I am competing in a marathon tomorrow in Columbus, Ohio. Bing! So I plan to eat meat today and figure my penance is walking, running 26.2s tomorrow. I'm 65, so I'm covered, but I'm in decent enough shape to not use that exception. So am I good? God made you good. How was that? Uh, oh, and do I get Jesus points for doing the marathon on the OSU campus? I award you 26.2 Jesus points. What? <laughs> what? What? No, I get it. Uh, I, I'm with you on the penance thing. Yeah, if you've got to get your protein and your carbs up, um, uh, I get it. I do. And I, well, how's this? I think the Lord gets it. Um, and, uh, yeah, if walking, running 26.2 miles isn't penance enough, we're all going to hell. Except Dad. He's better than all of us. <sighs> Why do you think God has not let us see the Ark of the Covenant in modern times? Well, I, I think it's less about God and more about whoever's got it if it's still in one piece. Right, like, I think the theory I'm most comfortable with, or most by, whatever you say, is that the uh, Orthodox have it in Ethiopia. You can look this up. Uh, there's a church in Ethiopia. I want to say Addis Ababa, but don't quote me. Um, where they uh, can tell you how it got there, and I found it very plausible. Um, uh, why would they not let us see it? Well, you may remember when people touched it, they died if they weren't supposed to touch it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think this is one of those, I guess, mysteries in the sense of we don't know what we don't know. But at least part of it has to be the sheer unadulterated power of it. And that that's not its point. You understand that the point of it wasn't God flexing. Uh, but that's what we'd all fixate on. Right? Remember the Jews did. Remember that? They were about to go into battle and they were outnumbered. So they grabbed the Ark of the Covenant, you know, because this will make the difference. Uh, and the Lord let them get beat because he's not magic. Yeah. 
So I'm guessing, you know, and the other possibility is, of course, that those guys don't have it and that it's just lost to history. And if that's the case, I would assume maybe the same thing where God's like, that's done. Yeah, they say here, St. Mary of Zion Cathedral. Okay. And is it in at where? Addis Ababa? A-K-S-U-M in the town of A-K-S-U-M, Ethiopia. Okay. So St. Mary... Of Zion, of Zion Cathedral in A-K-S-L-U-M, Ethiopia, right? Okay, so if you want, check it out. Uh, if I remember right, Wikipedia has a good page on it. Mm -hmm. um, but their whole thing is not just we have it, here's how it got here. Um, so uh, that might be worth your uh, fun investigative reading time. Um, good. Uh, hi, Father Joe. Hi. Can you please tell me about the Regnum Christi apostolic movement within the Catholic Church? No, I just don't know enough. Uh, I know some folks in it, and they're good people. I really, I know it's, I know people say bad things about it, and people say good things about it, but that's true of everything, <laughs> right? I, I, uh, I don't know. So I'm sorry, I don't really have much on that. But again, I do testify to you that I know people in it, and I don't even, I'm not entirely clear what it is, uh, but I know they're very good people, the ones I met. Mm -hmm. Hello from New Mexico? Nice. Uh, what advice do you have for a teacher when it doesn't seem like you're getting through to the kids when it comes to social issue, especially the unrelated ones? Everyone has an uncle who. Oh, I get it. Okay, I got you. Nope, I got you. Okay, nicely done. Uh, hello, New Mexico. I have a friend there. Um, well, actually, can I ask, was this a person named Carly? What? No, I have a friend from New Mexico. Oh, all right. Anyway, let it go. Okay, so what advice do you have for a teacher? Okay, one is your job is to be faithful, not successful. Carly Burnham is on here. Yeah, Carly. Is this Carly? Uh, oh, I said that really high pitch. Is this Carly? I can do it in my Mickey Mouse voice. Oh, hello, Carly. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. I taught high school for 10 years, and it's so weird we're talking about this. Just this morning, I was... Uh, how did this happen? I don't remember, but somehow... I saw a post on Facebook from one of my former students, and it's so cool, like they're moms and dads now. It freaks me out, you know? And one of them, she was celebrating her daughter's baptism. And not celebrating in the sense of, she was like, yes, praise God, my daughter got baptized. And that just blew me away. And I wrote how happy this made me. And she wrote back to me, it started with you. Oh. I would have never guessed that when we were teaching. I knew she was a sweet girl and I loved the snot out of her. But I didn't see that coming. Um, and I keep forgetting that it did get through with some of the kids there. I do. And every once in a while, something will happen where the Lord reminds me. So you be faithful, right? And let God do the rest. Uh, Father Jeff Rowe said this when I got ordained way before him. I hope he's watching. No, my. No, he's in. Oh, he's in Jamaica. Oh, so I can freely rip on him. He's in Jamaica, man. And of course, he's there on vacation. No, he's not. He's building houses there. I love that dude. He gets a free week. Jeff Rose. 
And what does he do? Hey, I'll take a crap load of kids down and we'll build houses for the poor. I'm like, bro, I get a free week and I got two words for you. Book and beer. <laughs> Didn't come across as funny as I hoped. <laughs> but uh, Jeff said this, never forget your job as a priest is to sow seeds. It's not to make them grow. It's job, God's job. Job's God. God's job. You so see, I know. I love Jeff. So I hope that helps, New Mexico. Uh, you be faithful, and you might see fruit later in your life. You might not see him to heaven. But here's what I guarantee: Book of Isaiah, chapter. <clears throat> my word does not return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I send it. You be faithful. God will knock it out of the park. God bless you. Um. I don't know if you did a session on uh, forgiving someone and what to do when someone hurt you, either not responding or when it is appropriate to respond to that person and them letting go. Um, just a second. Okay, so this person had a family member who posted something on Facebook that was absolutely untrue, and it was so disrespectful. I'm not sure what's to do in this situation, so you want to talk about forgiveness. I do. I did one on forgiveness, didn't I? Or a homily? I did the some... homily very recently was very, mm -hmm. very yeah. well. Well, thank you, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. I forgive you for not giving as good a homily as me, Carrie. <laughs> no, uh, truly, I'm sorry. I've had people do that crap to me, and it's it's the worst feeling ever. There's no way really... Gossip is such an invisible enemy. There's no way to defend yourself against it. And I came from a small town where many people, like my family and other families, our lives were ruined by gossip, made hell. Uh, I get it. And I'm so sorry, but forgiveness is key. And it doesn't mean you're besties with that person. So uh, I hate how self-serving this sounds. But if you go back to my thing page, what do you call it? YouTube. Yep. Joe in Black Ministries. And you look at the homilies. There's one there about forgiveness. And it's recent. Yep. And it's about Carrie. Yep. I had to forgive her for making me make her a fish sandwich today. A very good fish sandwich. Oh, Carrie, nonsense, but it was. I made Carrie, Chuck, and Dad fish sandwiches, and I accidentally made me one, too. Toasted bun. Mm -hmm. Cheese. Cheese. So uh, I'm sorry for what you've endured. That's awful, and you have a right to expect better from your family. And, yeah, you got to forgive, uh, which is tough, but it's doable because of Jesus, Yeah. So if you would, forgive me for how self-serving it sounds, please make sure and check that homily out if you can. Okay. Uh, okay. Happy Friday, Father Joe. Happy Friday, you. Sometimes when praying... Sorry. That's okay. I found it. Sometimes when praying or when Carrie messes up the screen when I'm trying to read, I can't make her laugh today. I've tried like three times. <laughs> There, that makes you laugh. Okay. Happy Friday, Father Joe. Happy Friday to you. Sometimes when praying or just being with my thoughts, I have trouble telling what is my thoughts, what's words from God, or Satan trying to trick me. Oh, sis, or sir, how do I tell the difference? I feel you, and I can help. I'm dead serious, okay? Satan, here, well, here's this. I'm going to give you a couple negatives, okay? God never accuses, 
And that's a fact. That's really interesting. Uh, a priest told me that in college, um, and I have clung to that. I was the guy who didn't want to pray because I was going to get yelled at by God. I'm sure of it. And sure enough, every time I prayed, God was telling me how bad I stink. Um, yeah, it was from hell. God doesn't do that. Um, the devil is the only one in the Bible called the accuser. And in fact, in Revelations, when they're celebrating the end of the world, what do the, what do the saints and angels cry out when the devil gets chained up? Now the accuser of my brothers is cast out. Isn't that beautiful? If God wants you to change something, he'll get you there, but not by crushing you. Um... Give me a sec. It's almost there. John Klein. Father John Klein. Superstar action figure. Roman collar sold separately. Uh, I lived with him for two years. My first two years as a priest. And I said this when he retired. Were you at that party? I said, I truly believe 40% of the reason I'm a happy priest is because I started with John Klein. Right. John had to chew. He had to get after me twice. Right. Once I swore at another priest in anger over the phone, loud enough for the whole office to hear. Oops. Right. And he came in and went, I'll bet that's the last time I hear that crap in this office, isn't it? Yes, Father. <laughs> the big dude. Second time, I totally screwed something up and it was hilarious. But anyway, the way he got me to change, and I'm dead serious, I just wanted to be like him. And I'm serious. Like, he had so many gifts I didn't. <sighs> he gave me a vision for who I could be. And it was a vision I could touch and reach. And he'd be horrified if I became a priest like him. He was really clear, no, you'd be a priest like you. Um, and I don't mean to make him out perfect. He wasn't. He was close. But that gave me someone to reach. And he didn't do it by saying, don't do that. He did it by doing this and me seeing it and going, okay, I, am I making sense? And I just ran into this literally in the last two weeks with a priest where he's so busy trying to not be liberal that he has no idea who he is. And so his vision is, well, I'm not going to be like that. All right, bro. You got 20% of the equation. What are you going to be now? And anything I could challenge this priest on, his answer was really simple. Well, you're just liberal. No one has ever called me that. Right? I'm pretty traditional. But the scale has changed, by the way. Side note. So why am I saying all this? The way God's going to convince you to change is not by saying, stop being like this, be like this. But the more he reveals your value to you, the more you'll want to live up to that value. Does this make sense? Really? Be honest. Yes. Okay. That, that the devil works by attacking you, and you know it's him because afterwards you feel like crap. But like my sister Lori, I'm going to say a month ago, had to say a hard thing to me. Probably two months ago. And it was not something I need to grow and change on. But when she was done, I didn't feel like crap. I felt excited. And not because I'm good, but because she loves me. And when she finished, she wasn't degrading me. 
she was telling me, you're better than that. I'm like, crap, I am. <laughs> okay, I can do this. That's how holy correction works. Uh, ugh, I don't know if I'm being clear because it's such a hard thing to nail down. But here's the key. God doesn't need you to change. God wants you to change. It's a big old difference there. And he doesn't want you to change so that he can love you. He, he wants you to change because he loves you. He's shown you your value. If I took Screaming Goat into an appraiser who said it's worth $6 million, A, I'm trading it in that day. Uh, B, I'm not going to do this with it. <laughs> I'm not going to do the things I do with it. What are you worth? And any voice that doesn't affirm that, honey him. Yeah? Okay. Are we Catholic because we say we are? We say we are, or because we practice the principles of the church and the teaching of Jesus? Can you be something? just because you designate yourself by that name. Wow, that's a fine question, isn't it? Um, you are a cat. Well, actually, let me say this. This part, I know. You are a Catholic when you're baptized Catholic, and nothing can change that. If you say publicly and formally, I renounce Catholicism, then okay. But the church will still go, yeah, you're Catholic. Yeah. Really. Um, in your baptism, we say you are given, I think I'm using the right phrase, an indelible mark. You cannot take that away from you because you didn't give it to you. God did. And he made a covenant. And when he makes a covenant, uh, that's it. Right? So one of the things some of our Catholic media will do is say uh, about public people like President Biden. I read this all the time. Well, he's not Catholic. He's Catholic. He might not be acting like one. We can argue about that all day, whether you think he is or not. But he's Catholic. Why? Because it's not on him. It's on God. Uh, yeah, okay. So if someone is a baptized Catholic, they are Catholic. They might be a crappy Catholic. Uh, they might be a phenomenal Catholic who thinks they're crappy Catholic. They might be a crappy Catholic who thinks they're a phenomenal Catholic. They might be a partridge in a pear tree, but here's the key. He's Catholic. If he was baptized that way, uh, God don't change his mind. That's what I have to say. I think that actually answers the question. What the hey? All right. Now, huh? Oh, oh dear. Uh, okay. If you want. Oh, can I? Yes. I'm so sorry, guys. This question is huge, and I have so been there. Got a question that um, that this it's a second woman, I think. Yes. Yeah. So this married couple, a woman wrote on behalf of her husband and her. They have friends they love who are progressing toward divorce, and these two cats are just going to war praying, right? But no matter how hard they pray, it keeps moving in that direction toward divorce, mm -hmm. um, and they're sad about it. Um, and they're worried that if they accept the decision, that they're complicit. So if I may, a few things, praise God for your heart. How could that heart be complicit in a divorce? Yeah. And, and I don't know what accept it means. And this might help you to think about, like people will tell me all the time, I don't trust Jesus enough. Like, okay, 
First, tell me what trusting Jesus looks like. Uh, uh, and usually, you know what the answer is? Well, I feel. I'm like, oh, there we go. You can't help your feelings. Right? And not to get them out of it, right? Like, yeah, we can all trust Jesus more. But, yeah, that's what I have to say. So on this, I'm urging you, when you say accept it, what does that mean? Can you accept that they did it and wish they hadn't? Yes. <laughs> I would encourage that. Um, I can accept. In fact, this is so weird. Again, my sister Lori this morning. Joe, it's okay to say that happened. I wish it hadn't. <laughs> you can say that. They're divorcing, or they're divorced when that comes, if it comes. I wish it hadn't. I don't like this, but I'll meet you there. Keep praying, don't give up. I know, I have been there, and I'll be honest, I think I'm right that most times that I've really gone to war, it still ends in divorce. Because what I've found is a lot of couples get to this stage where they get it in their head, if we can just get a divorce, it'll be so much easier. And it is. It's always easier to be by yourself. But there is a string of children's spiritual corpses behind a lot of divorces. Kids don't recover. Oh, kids are resilient. Please. I can be resilient. If you, if you want to throw me in jail for a year and beat me and starve me, I can get used to that. But that's not a good thing. Um, and I get that divorce has to happen sometime. I hope that's clear. But divorce is always easier. Always. She's, then it's done. And in your head, it's certainly easier, right? Because all I know is now me and him, we just make each other in pain. And so if I'm not near him or I'm not near her, then there won't be as much pain. That's a fact. I get it. And again, sometimes you have to. But I think that's why, if I may, you and I lose these type of fights more than we win them, because there is immediate relief in getting a divorce. And sometimes it's right. But you just keep praying your tail off. And I'm serious. If your parishioner's here, let me know. And I'll bless, we will bless them in our hearts. I have, we have a, a come Holy Spirit. First class relic of St. Jude. Okay. The Apostle Jude. The patron saint of impossible causes. Then I'm going to ask everyone here listening to please ask St. Jude to pray for this couple. That God come to their rescue that he offer them hope for this marriage and that he protect those beautiful kids. Okay. And also please pray for Dan and his wife, Cindy. Dan is awaiting an offer of a bilateral trunk lung transplant. Is that two? Oh, they, Oh, Dan. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. I went way over today and I didn't realize it until you said last one. Then I saw that question. I don't want you to carry that any longer than you have to pray for that couple. We're going to pray for Dan. I will see you beautiful people on Wednesday when we continue with our quantum catechesis uh, foundations lecture on the life of Jesus uh, as the fulfillment of the covenant. Um, oh, and thank you. I heard that. Uh, I heard we showed up yesterday to that little clinic uh, with donations. It's not showed up physically, but showed up financially. Mm. My people. 
look at you all. Um, I do want to thank you all for listening. I mean that. This means a lot to me. I have fun doing it. I'm so glad you tune in every week. Uh, I hope you don't get sick of it. Or if you do get sick of it, I hope I know when it's time to quit. I don't want to be that guy. Um, thank you for sharing, for liking. If you would, please don't hesitate to like and share the YouTube videos. And uh, if you subscribe or don't subscribe on a podcast but want to, Joe and Black Ministries on any podcast uh, service. And if you leave us a good review, that helps us a lot too. Or if you hate the show, then keep your stinking review to yourself. Was that out loud? Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Salad pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, we start right off calling on you to help Dan and to help his beloved. Send them the lungs that he needs so that he can love his wife and love you and serve the world and serve you. And please, Lord, you, you heard about this couple. Uh, Lord, if you would, just intervene, not just. Lord, if you would intervene in that marriage, make a ridiculous, beautiful noise so that they know that they can do this together with you, that it's not just on them, it's not just on the counselor, that it's on you, Lord. You can do this if they let you. And for their friends who wrote us here, Lord, comfort their broken hearts and set them at peace. That if a time comes where you want them to speak, Lord, then please open the door and help them walk through it. But if not, and even if, help us to continue to pray. Lord, for anything, anything here today that I've said that wasn't from you or wasn't helpful, please correct it all. And for those things I got right, thank you. Lord, you know those people we love so very much and we worry terribly about. And you know the circumstances we lug around in our hearts that we fret about. We give all of it to you because we love you so much and we trust you. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, wonderful people. I will see you Wednesday, 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 when we continue our Foundations Lectures. Peace. Is it over? No, it's never over.